Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Consider the beaver, once thought of as a nuisance rodent. Yes, it's a rodent for flooding roads, farmland and other properties that we want to keep dry. The beaver is now embraced as a climate solving hero and an eco engineer. Why? Well, for its natural ability to help increase water storage and to create natural buffers against wildfires. Both, of course, important issues here in California. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife even created a new beaver restoration unit last year to help protect their populations. Joining me now to talk about the beaver's growing role in California's conservation strategy is a self-proclaimed beaver believer, Lori Weyburn. She's the co-founder of Pacific Forest Trust in San Francisco, an organization working to bring beavers back to California watersheds. Hi, Lori. Good morning, Saul. And also joining me is Leela Phillip, author of the book Beaverland, How One Weird Rodent Made America. Hi there. Hi, thanks for having me. So Leela, let's start with you. You wrote an entire book about the beaver. Why the fascination with this critter? It was quite by accident. I was literally taking a walk one day with my dog in the woods, and I saw beavers making a pond. And it was one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen. And then I have to say I fell in love with the story of beavers because it was such a story of resiliency and hope in a dark time of climate change, which is the greatest crisis of our generation. And here's this beaver bringing water, which we desperately need. Water is the story of our century. And lucky for us, beavers bring water. And Leela and Lori, beavers have not always been embraced. They have not always been loved. They have been hunted down by ranchers, uh, by hunters. Could you talk about that? Yeah, this is Lori. And I think that like so many things, the image of beavers was shaped by our early encounters with them. You know, beavers thrived in the lowlands. They created these marshy areas. And early Euro-American settlers looked at those and said, good farmland here, let's get rid of the beaver, as opposed to the Native Americans who said, beavers are here, that means they're fish, that means it's lush, that means there's a lot of food. Hmm. And can I ask you a fundamental question about this animal here in California? Where do we find them? Where are their, their habitats? You know, the amazing thing, Saul, is that beavers were all over California. They were everywhere. But their current range is much more restricted, more in the Central Valley and then patches in the North State and patches on the coast. And we really more or less lost them in Southern California. But, you know, if you read the early reports about Los Angeles, how lush it was, 
One key reason for that was beavers. Yeah, I mean, if I may jump in here, we call beavers ecosystem engineers because they are the only animal apart from man that creates the environment that they need to survive. And, you know, lucky for us, the environment that they need is water. And they're brilliant at building. So what beavers will do is they'll move to a creek or a stream or a brook, and they'll build a dam, and they'll swell that water. And then they'll, they'll move downstream again, and they'll do it again and again. So, And this may seem counterintuitive to people, but beavers are like a Swiss Army jackknife. They are there to bring water for when we need it for drought and to fight wildfire. And they're also there to help mitigate flooding, which is incredibly important. And so these beaver ponds and wetlands, these huge invisible sponges are also, you might think of them as huge coffee filters because they filter out sediment and pollutants like nitrogen and phosphorus. Hmm. And Lori, what are the beavers numbers now in the state of California? And what is your organization, along with the state of California, doing to bring the population back and to make sure that it's safe and healthy? So the Pacific Forest Trust is a nonprofit organization that works with private forest landowners to help them conserve and steward their lands. And in California, between two and 4,000 beavers are killed every year, but we don't relocate any. And so when the executive order was signed by Newsom to establish this new department focus within the Department of Fish and Wildlife to promote ways to bring beavers back and to better understand how to do that safely, we started getting in touch with our landowners who control collectively literally millions of acres in the state to ask them if they knew about beavers, if they were interested in having beaver back on their landscape, and could they provide a safe, long-term place for beavers. And remarkably, every single one of them was open and interested and positive about that idea. There's, you know, there's a lot of affection for this animal out there, and I imagine that affection helps in regard to a lot of these efforts, right? There is no doubt that the public's affection for the beaver is driving these policy changes more effectively and more rapidly than science alone yeah. could ever do. It's wonderful that they're one of our great North American comeback stories. They are our North American climate resiliency action plan. And we've got millions of highly trained furry engineers out there. If we can coexist with them, if we can help them and probably in California, relocate them better. All right. I have been speaking to Lori Weyburn. She's the co-founder of the Pacific Forest Trust in San Francisco. And Leela Phillip, author of the book Beaverland, How One Weird Wrote It Made America. Lori and Leela, thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, 
please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. And that is today's California Report for Monday, May 29th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple. In stores or delivered from HintWater.com. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.